The underdog is howling. Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in. Everyone's been asking, when is it coming out? We need the info. So we're here. The Bear, Stanford Steve, Kentucky Derby slash Oak slash whatever. Best Saturday preview of the week, of the year. Everything. This Saturday is lining up to be absolutely spectacular with UFC, Kentucky Derby. Uh, we got a, We started off there with a big one at 9 a.m. here in, in Montgomery County. We're, we got a big one, a road game against the Maroon team, uh, eight-year-old eight, 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 eight soccer. We, we start early, 9 a.m. against the Maroon team. So uh, we got to get off to Schneid. We've lost a couple in a row. Uh, are, you, are you are you gold? Or are you blue? Or what, what are you? We're green. We're green. Okay. We're green. Yep. So uh, yeah, that'll kick us off bright and early Saturday. Uh, so we got to make we 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 got to start. Uh, we'll get to the Oaks Friday. We got to make curfew Friday night, and then we get a big one mm-hmm. with the Maroon team uh, Saturday morning, and then we'll go from there. You uh, were at the draft. Uh, I talked about it on uh, SV Pod just about what you guys do for three days and not only the three days, but all the work that goes into before that. And I watched, I'll admit it way too much of it, but I love it because it's, it's you guys in your element and the guests you guys get the work you put in the back and forth you guys have and McShay bringing you in uh, whenever that team from New Jersey was, uh, or I should say long Island uh, was drafted and was phenomenal. We will get to all the draft recap and stuff. I know you did really well with the props, and and I'll give my thoughts on that. But it's the Derby, man. It, it, I've been there. You've what? You've had to be in what? Fifteen of these? Ten? Yeah, that sounds about right. At least at least ten. Double digits. Yeah, it's 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 definitely double digits. Okay. Uh, so let's let's start there because I hate to jinx you, but when we've started this pod, I want to say you're one hundred percent because. When growing up, I've always, you know, my uncles thought they were handicappers, but they just really are guys that just want to bet on horse racing. (laughs) So they're always going to have action. You've (laughs) met plenty of them, but I've always tried. This is the toughest part of the Derby was get, get rid of the trash. Who is, who is not going to be a part of it? And who do I not want in any of my exactas, supers, tries, keys, wheels, the whole nine. So let's throw out with the numbers that you do not have in any – you don't see them touching the board, we'll say. All right, well, we'll immediately we'll throw out two. Happy Jack, he's got yeah. no shot. He broke his maiden at 24-1, to 1, still eligible for a first-level allowance. Um, he's beaten in front of – finished seven horses the, um, in his races since breaking maiden. He's a total non-factor. He'll be – should be 99-1, to 1, not 30-1. to 1. Uh, summer is tomorrow, the four. You can completely throw him out as well. Um, he's going to be a pace factor, but that's pretty much it. He'll, he'll, he should be 99 to one as well. You can throw out the seven horse crown pride. Uh, the next UAE Derby winner that I bet will, uh, will be the first. Um, I don't think he's got a prayer. You can throw out crown pride. Uh, you can throw out the 11 pioneer of Medina. Uh, he, this has got the look of vanity entry, uh, just run around the track, don't finish last. Um, we're happy to be here for the party. So I'll throw the 11 out, Pioneer and Medina. Um, 
You could throw out the 17 classic Causeway. Uh, he's a front a speed runner who definitely won't be around at the end. Uh, you can totally throw him out. Um, you can throw out the 19 Zosos, who again is another horse that I think uh, this summer at Saratoga, you're probably going to want to keep an eye on him when he cuts back to the, uh, the sprint races. He ran pretty good in Louisiana, but I, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, we'll get to the horses. Is he going to be, I mean, I, I looked at There's possibly three rabbits in this race. I was thinking oh, Zozos is one of them, right? Zozos absolutely is one of them. Um, because remember, Brad Cox has two other dead, uh, two other horses in the race that like to come from off the pace in Cyberknife and Tawnyport. So I think Zozos is in the race to make sure that no one gets away with an easy lead. So he's he, he, he's a he's an uncoupled rabbit. And then the twenty Ethereal Road. Good luck if you're uh, if you're betting him. He's a uh, a total thrower as well. So what is that? Seven, six, uh, seven total throwouts. Seven. Seven. Okay. So yeah, if you can knock it down from from twenty horses to throwing an all in an all button to, Heck to, yeah. to thirteen or twelve, if you can one, that you you're uh, you're you're taking away a good portion of the field. So uh, I, I don't think those horses that I mentioned have any shot to uh, to hit the board. All right, perfect. So let's go. The 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 posts are announced, and one that I was really interested in, and it it, it got the it got the worst one because I love the guts. Of Mo Donegal. Uh, I, I love what, what it's pulled off late in races, but now it's the one, and we know the history in this post. Uh, your thoughts on Mo Donegal? Yeah, it, it's been a while since the, the winner of the Wood Memorial even factored into the exact. You've got to go back to Empire Maker in uh, 2003. Uh, I don't think he's the one ending this drought. Uh, we talked about the, the one the, the one hole being really, really bad. While it may not be as bad with that new uh, custom 2024 yeah. starting gate, it's still no bargain. And the fact that he's a late runner uh, and he's going to come from way off the pace, that might help him mitigate some of the problem. I don't know if you're going to get a, a complete closer from way off the pace to, uh, to win this one. Now, I, I think he certainly can crack the try. You got to remember, too, uh, if you go back to his Remsen form and, and some other races in Florida, that, he's got to make up about five lengths on White Barrio. Uh, he did beat Zandon in the Remsen, but um, at the same time, I think Zandon has improved a lot more yeah. than um, O'Donnell has. So he, he will be on my tickets in third and fourth in supers and exactors, but but I think that's probably the ceiling for O'Donnell, who, uh, who I did have in the wood. And uh, he'll, you'll probably get every bit of 10 to 1 on the on the morning line. Yeah, like I said, I love the horse. But what is it? Four of the five races, just brutal starts. Uh, and you mentioned the Ramson. I mean, that race, go back and watch the tape of that race against Zandon. It was phenomenal in what he showed coming out of there. But, I mean, he did an unbelievable job weaving around that last turn and got the – but, yeah, he's a stone-cold closer, man. And – with all these horses, there's a lot to get around. And, uh, you know, there's a couple horses that have come around wide, you know, four four horse wide that that were impressive to me. But Mo Donegal, I, yeah, I, I think he's going to be in my tries uh, with the multiple horses for sure. Uh, I, I really wish I had a better post because I, I, mm -hmm. I love what it, what it brings to the table. But getting around all that traffic, I think, is going to be hard. Uh, we're passing on the two happy Jack. 
I watched that Sam Felipe stakes. Really didn't <laughs> he didn't really have a chance against Forbidden Kingdom in that one. No, uh, he's been nowhere against Messier and Tyler. Yeah. And, and like, like, how is he going to? I can't believe that he's even in this race. But hey, owners hey. want owners and trainers want to go there for the party. Exactly, it's about the party, buddy. All right, that gets us to the three. And one of the most impressive forces, I think, uh, that that I think will be up there, and that's Epicenter. The star stakes, start to finish, never even tested, was was phenomenal. You mentioned the Louisiana Derby against Zozos. What a race that was. That just showed me a lot because it stayed right there in the whole time. And then when it came, he just outran everybody. So uh, Epicenter, I plenty has been talked about him. Uh, your thoughts on Epicenter? I am going to stand against Epicenter on, on okay. the majority of my tickets. Um, you know, you, I mean, taking seven to two on this horse who, breaking from post three, I, I don't think is a bargain mm. at all. Uh, you look at the Risen Star, he got away with easy fractions in that race and just basically wired the field. And then in a really bad edition of the, uh, the Louisiana Derby, he showed a different dimension, which is great. Uh, coming from off the pace, but I think where he drew down inside here, and you've got the two horses from from Dubai, from the UAE Derby, you've got Pioneer of Medina, you've got Zozos, you've got Messier, you've got Classic Causeway, uh, you've got other horses in here who are signed on, and they and they are going to be on the lead. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's going to force Epicenter to to maybe send a little bit earlier so he doesn't yeah. get completely shuffled back. So I, I think seven to two is ridiculously short on him. I, I know he did beat Zandon in the Risen Star, but it was his home track. He had a better post. Zandon with race was off a two and a half month layoff. So I, I prefer Zandon to him here. And I mean, take it or leave it. But is there something to Steve Asmussen in the Kentucky Derby? I mean, he's 0 for 23 with his horses here. Only four of the 23 have even finished in the money. Uh, he can certainly win the race with the, with the great trip if Rosario can or can, can work something out from, uh, from, from post three. But you don't want to – it's been a, a long time since you've had, like, favorite over second choice in the uh, mm-hmm. exact. So I'm not even going to bother. Okay. Uh, he can win, but I'm on the fence, and I'm leaning towards the uh, the oppose him. He'll pray he'll be on a couple of like my saver type tickets, but he gotcha. will not be a horse that I, it's going to be like one of my keys. Uh, it's it's the first horse that uh, I've seen with these the new figure uh, that has come out, and I want to get your take on the, the Equibase Speed Factor or the Speed Figure. Have you looked at those at all? I have not seen the Equibase PPs. I I use DRF Daily okay. Racing Form PPs. Right. Which uses buyers. Now I, I know some people like the uh, the Equibase ones. I know some people live on the sheets, uh, but but I'm a I'm a DRF guy. Okay, um, I, I just it was something new that I that I brought in, in the stuff that I was reading, and it has a, a, a speed figure of 97, which is the high end. I think there's four other horses. We'll get to those, but that's the other thing that I just I, it's plenty capable. But I agree with you where it is in that three is is tough. And uh, it's it's a shame because, like I said, I, capable is, is the word I keep bringing up. Uh, we'll skip the four. The five, smile happy. Bluegrass, Zandon blew away. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was 
really, really uh, impressive. And then that Kentucky Jockey Club stakes, that's where he came, uh, you know, four horse wide on the on the back. And I thought was really impressive. Uh, the the issue I, is is this distance in, in the Derby's uh, distance and, and his ability to win there. That's what uh, my question mark is with Smile Happy. But I, there is some good there for sure. Your thoughts and Smile Happy. Yeah, I, I can see why people like him as a potential long shot for some of the reasons that you mentioned. He had the nice stakes win at Churchill Downs as a two year old. Uh, when he beat Wide Barrio, when he when he beat Classic Causeway, but at the same time, Zandon ran by him like he was standing still in the bluegrass. He sure did. Uh, epicenter <laughs> wired him, and Zandon had a terrible trip in the uh, in the Risen Star, and he only beat him by a half a lane. So I feel like others have made the leap from two to three, and are better now as a three year old. Okay. Then what smile happy is right now. And the other thing is if you think you're going to get anywhere close to 20 to one on this horse, just forget that thought. Your, your, your guy mattress Mac, yeah. who, I, who, I know, who I know you're a, a big fan of, mm-hmm. um, he ha- he owned run happy, who is the sire of uh-huh. smile happy. He has come out and said he's going to have a big bet on this horse. So this is not going to be anywhere near 20 to one. Yeah. He's mattress Mac's be- big bets are bigger than your and I's combined. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just by, just by a couple of zeros. <laughs> so, All right. uh, so yeah, he, he, he will not be anywhere close to the true. I don't, can he still hit the board? Sure. Yeah. But um, it's going to take a, lo- a a really nicely timed ride from Corey Liner, and he's just going to have to wait, 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 and and not hit the front too soon like he did in the bluegrass. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, that gets us to the six, Messier. And plenty has been talked about. Uh, It's obviously, you tweeted out yesterday, the idea of are you still considering a Baffert horse, correct? Yeah, and I think you have to. I think yeah. that is the, uh, the common denominator in most of the responses to that. That tweet that people are on the same uh, wavelength and attacking the race in the same fashion. And I am treating Messier and treating Taiba as still in the uh, on the on the Baffert program. Yeah, and and Messier and that Robert B. Lewis stakes at Santa Anita was insane. Uh, that 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 speed figure I, you know, I was talking about that got a one hundred and seven. There and then, uh, that was which was the other one with Forbidding Kingdom? Was that that was the Bob Hope? That was a sprint distance, okay. That was, that was a couple of races before 
the the Bob Lewis where he faced nothing. And, yeah. Uh, okay. It uh so Messier is it Yak team? That's that's Bob's Tim, yeah, Tim, Tim Yak team. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that he's he's responsible for Messier and Taba. Uh, your thoughts on Messier? Yeah, yeah. Tim Yakin is the listed trainer. I don't think Messier can do what Authentic and Medina Spirit did the last couple of years and basically mm-hmm. wire the field, re-break in there with, with what the other, the other speed horses in here. I, I think the only way for, for Messier to go is on on the lead, and Taiba just destroyed him in the Santa Anita Derby in a short field. He was completely swallowed up after having the uh, a, a trip right on the front end. So if he can't win that type of race – how is he going to do the same thing over potentially 19 others here? I mean, you look at his wins. He's beaten four, three, and five horses in his three wins. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a byproduct of California racing being terrible right now in terms of field size. But I, I just don't see him getting a mile and a quarter from the, the, the trip that I envision him getting on or near the lead with a bunch of other horses. So I am uh, – Again, I wasn't feeling it with Authentic or Medina Spirit either, and we saw what happened both of those races. So um, I, I, I will probably defensively use uh, Messier on maybe a couple of small things, okay. but he will not be a huge part of my exacta for sure. Uh, the eight, charge it. Uh, we got some Tappet blood in this one, right? Son yeah, of Tappet. Yeah, and Tappet was a is a very uh, precocious, uh, hot blooded sire with a lot of distance uh, pedigree in there. And the Florida preps weren't necessarily highly thought of, but but I'm a little intrigued by Charge It here at twenty to one. Uh, will Luis Saez send? Uh, will mm-hmm. he go to the front knowing that uh, the pace is going to be hot? Uh, was that trip in the Florida Derby where he came from off the pace? Uh, more of a result of the poor start or was it a little bit of an experience to see if the horse does want to finish and can handle kickback and can, can come uh, from off the, off the lead. Uh, now he's got every right to improve in his second start against winners. And at the same time, he's also got every right just to be a typical go to the front uh, from Gulfstream and see how long you can take him. Mm-hmm. But I think he can stay a mile and a quarter. I think he's 20 to one in the morning line. He's probably going to be longer, even though he's in the Todd Pletcher barn. Uh, He's going to be in my ticket just in case uh, Luis Saez does do the right thing and sit just off the speed with him and give him the best opportunity to finish. And that Florida Derby, you mentioned that white Abario won that, right? Mm -hmm. And, and, and Charger came in second. Is that right? Yes. Yep. That's the one. It's probably watching all these races back the last week. I just get all, all, all of them confused. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know everything I've read. I, I, I love the Tappet note. Uh, you talked about the the pedigree, the stamina pedigree. Uh, I, I think it's a, definitely a, a possible horse that could win this race as we move, uh, you know, up the 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 post gates uh, where it sits in that eight. So I definitely have uh, charge it circled. Uh, the nine, tis the bomb. Your thoughts? He is, he is a horse that I will be using as a bomb, as a long shot, 30 to one on the morning line. Again, kind of like what I asked with Charge It, 
kind of like what I asked with a couple other horses. His only dirt win came at Ellis, at Ellis Park in a front-running fashion where he was odds-on. His best running has been lately on the synthetic and then the turf where he won the bourbon. Uh, he was second in the Breeders, uh, Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. Um, and he's won four or five on the synthetics and the turf. But he was highly thought of going into that Holy Bowl where he was nine to two against White Abario and Simplification and and, and Mo Donegal. Mo Donegal. Yeah. Like, so w- how do you how do you handicap and how do you analyze and process that performance? Was it okay? He needed the race off of a three month layoff. Okay, maybe he just didn't like Gulfstream. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> so if you, you want to take that approach. You're getting a horse that was nine to two against those three horses who were highly thought of and much shorter than him on the morning line here. And then there's there's the same, the flip side of that, rather. Maybe there's a good chance that he really is just a turf and synthetic specialist. Uh, But but I'm going to take, as as I said, at 30 to one, I'm going to take the approach that forgive him that race and you have a horse that has some a little bit of tactical speed, can come from off the pace, can finish going synthetic to the dirt, I, I think could be a potentially good thing. I think he's got a good bit of long shot appeal here, and he's someone that I'm absolutely going to be using on my tickets. Wow. Okay. So that, that I want to talk about this because this is one of the ones I had possibly as a throwout, and you mentioned it. All the wins are on either turf or synthetic mm-hmm. surface. The Holy Bull stakes, was it a toss-out effort? Because you talked about who it was against, and I want to go back. I had the number. You know, it finished seventh of the nine, defeated by 20 and a half lengths. That's, for me, that doesn't look at as much as you. That's hard for me to comprehend and why I have it on the toss-out list because when you talk about being up against that competition and on the real surface that this Saturday is going to be, and it pulls out that effort, that's really hard to overlook. But then you're saying, Yes, it's possibly worth a, a toss out, and that's just a one time deal. Yeah, it, it is. And, and that's like the million dollar question and handicapping. And that's how yeah. you come up and find some so horses that, that, that are really, really long prices. Like you, you, can, you can play in either or. And if you play the, um, the, the, the if, you, if, if you play the, okay, I'll take a chance, and you're right, that's how you get massive scores and massive tickets. And we, we've seen Kenny McPeak do well uh, with some prices. He won uh, the Belmont with Sarava, who was a Mm. massive long shot. He had Repent run really, really well in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile uh, at a massive price. Uh, It's a local ownership group that owns this horse. I am not expecting this horse to win, Mm -hmm. but I I think he's got a better chance to, to hit the board and be a factor than that morning line suggests. All right. Good talk there. All right. The 10. Uh, Zandon. Uh, blown away watching this horse in, in races back. Bluegrass Stakes, two-and-a-half-length win. Uh, the Risen Stars, that came in third. That yeah, was at the center and smile happy, right? Yeah, he was coming in off of like a two-and-a-half-month layoff, and he didn't start the race. He basically jumped up at the start and was never really in it. So and, he, and I, I, think, I think you draw a line through that race. Okay, and then two things here which really pushes him, and, and obviously I, I, I think morning line was three-to-one was the favorable post position he has here. 
And this this Flavian Pratt has has been doing some work since he's come on the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, your thoughts on Zanon as a whole at the ten yeah, spot? Yeah, no, I, I I'm glad you mentioned Pratt because his horses have always outrun their odds in the Kentucky yeah. Derby. He was on he was on Country House, who got put up by got a nice Q. bump. Yeah, got a nice bump, <laughs> which, which I still appreciate to this day. Mm. Uh, he was on Rombauer um, in, in the in the Preakness. Like he, he's a great jockey. And Hot Rod Charlie too, right? I believe he, I believe he was on Hot Rod Charlie as well. Yeah. So, look, you can hate the fact that this horse is three to one. You can hate the fact he's favored. You can say I'm never betting the favorite in the Kentucky Derby. It's terrible value. But there's nothing on this horse's past performances in the running line to suggest that he's not going to get a mile and a quarter. He's not going to run his race. And there's nothing to suggest in the way this horse has trained at Churchill Downs to suggest that he's not going to like the track on Saturday. So you may try and beat him, which, look, everyone's going to try and make a score. And it's a 20-horse field. Anything can happen. He can get – he can lose footing at the start like he did in, in the Risen Star. He could uh, get squeezed. He might get pushed wide. He might get buried inside. Um, things can happen. It's a Kentucky Derby, but – it's going to take, I think, something like that to keep him from hitting the board. So I, I feel very good about using him mm. in all spots in the trifecta. Agree. Um, if, if you want to say Chad Brown hasn't done well in the Derby with his short sample size, um, fine. That's that's fine. He's had six starters and only had one horse uh, finishing the money. But uh, this is not a horse that I would be too excited to really completely beat. I'll, I'll be using him. I, I think he's the most likely winner based on his running style, based on the jockey trainer combo, based on how he's trained and based on where he drew. All right. We are throwing out the 11 pioneer Medina. And this gets us to the 12, which I haven't written down. My most interesting horse. <laughs> you say Taiba. I say Taba. It's the yak team horse. You might be right, by the way. I, I, I was I was watching it again last night, and all the all the calls of the races were saying Taba. So, well, if, if I go with the guys that are invested every day, I was going to say if Trevor Denman and Larry Colmus and Frank Miramati and whomever else are, are saying Taba, then I will go with Taba. Uh, just a couple. I, you know what? I'm going to text Larry right now. Okay, and I may have an answer for you. All right, because I'm going to I, I got to get to some of these notes on on, on Taba. Uh, and why it's the most interesting. Two career starts and in just over two months prior to Saturday's May 7th running, uh, it romped at, at, at March 5th at Santa Anita, uh, defeated Messier again in the run happy uh, by two and a quarter lengths. And the problem is in those two races, you were talking about how many horses, you know, you know, other horses beat when they're wins. The California factor, right? A total of 11 opponents in two races this horse is beaten. And this note from Daily Racing Forum's Jay Privman was just mind-boggling to me. And only one horse in the history of the Kentucky Derby won the race off of two career starts. And that was before our time. That was back in 1883 with old Leonidas. So... (laughs) I just love what I've seen from this horse and the factor of, of Yachtine and, and whatever you want to do with Baffert. I just think it's got the goods. It's it's faced the horses you want him to have gone against. 
that I think are going to be there up at the top. I love the post position at the 12. I think Tabe has got to be in everything of mine, and I could be dead wrong, but, I mean, the good is, is pretty darn good, and that's what you need in this race going against all these horses. So I, I, I'm pretty high on Tabe. And I have received confirmation from the official race caller of the Triple Crown, Larry Colmas. It is Taba. Did you know? There we go. Right. Research, baby. Exactly. You're, you are you are getting the job done. And I was watching this whole week. All I was doing on YouTube, watching all these races back. It's so hard. I don't know how you do it. I really, I mean, you got to have just. I have a problem. No. Yeah. I was saying your, your, your chart. Uh, basis and database just must be off the charts. But uh, enough about me talking about Taba. I want to hear you about Taba. You, you want to see racing fans angry? Put Taba in the winter circle Saturday. I mean, there there will be an outrage that that, that this horse and the the same owner trainer connections. Assuming Bob Baffert is still calling the shots here uh, as Medina Spear. I mean, I think there will be a lot of people little uh, worked up about this. So look, this is nothing against the horse who is clearly talented. And he's probably, but he could very easily be the most talented horse in the race with the biggest upside of any horse in this race. But again, I, I think there are questions to ask why only one listed work since the Santa Anita Derby. Mm-hmm. Why did he wind up on the vets list as unsound? Uh, is he being rushed here to kind of, Soothe the soothe the owner's ego to have a horse here after Medina Spirit was 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 taken down last year. I mean, there is a bit of me that wants to completely toss him based on the workout issues, based on it only being his third start. Mm-hmm. But there's also a part of me, you know, how I love being like contrarian. Like that, it, it almost seems too obvious to completely toss him because I think he's going to be an overlay because okay. of that. And he probably, like I said, he's probably the horse with the biggest upside and the most talented. The Santa Anita Derby win was awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to use him in a uh, in a defensive slash just in case type fashion because uh, I don't want to miss out on a Kentucky Derby winner that may go on and potentially be a triple crown type threat and that that's going to pay 25 bucks or so just out of spite. So uh, I'm I'm going to use him as as much as everything screams this horse if this horse wins go ahead beat me as much as that's the, everything says that's the way to handle the horse i am going to use him all right and we didn't even mention who's on him big money mike exactly that's another factor like I, i'm just reading about this horse. i'm just like there are so many things that are intriguing and that's why i just had to bring it up to me it, it's it's easily the most interesting horse because like you said could be some people are going to have a no chance. It's going to be on their throwaway tickets. And I just, the, the good is good there. And oh, it, yeah. it, it, I'm fascinated to see what that horse does in this race with all the things that we just uh, went over. Uh, that gets us to the 13 simplification. And I'll just start here. I got a red flag. Uh oh. Because it's never left Goldstream. That's that, that, from what, from what I read there, it's, it's never left there. Uh, it has wins in the fountain of youth. And then it came in third in the Florida Derby. I just look at that, that the entity of, of not being in this, at this track. And I, I try and look at that with having familiarity. I think it does help with the horses, these trainers and jockeys know a hell of a lot more. And so do you, but that's, 
that's something I, I look at and I just step back a little bit and say that that that's a factor to me. Uh, I, I love Ortiz on it. Um, it's a, a Sano uh, trainer, right? Antonio? Antonio Sano, yep. Yep, he's on that. Uh, your thoughts on simplification? I, I get and appreciate the, uh, the the Gulfstream factor because one of the things I usually do look for and I, I move a horse up when I see the horse having had run at Churchill as a two-year-old uh, just to get a little bit of a basis in familiarity with the track. Like I am, again, and I'm a broken record with some of these long shots. I think I would really like to use this horse. Okay. With, with a good bit of confidence, but I just don't know how Jose Ortiz is going to ride him. Yeah. Is he going to ride him the correct way, the best <laughs> way, like he did in the Fountain of Youth when he came from off the pace and rolled yeah. by the field? Or is they, are they going to send him on or near the lead like they did in the Florida Derby and he's not going to be around at the end? I mean, you, you could say that there's a little, was maybe a little bit of a bounce uh, in, in the Florida Derby because that was his best lifetime race. Yeah, uh, in the Fountain of Youth, I, I think you could say uh, that there were excuses in both races versus White Barrio, uh, and he probably shouldn't be twice the price as, as White Barrio. I mean, maybe he's not good enough. Maybe he's a little cheap. Um, but at twenty to one, I, I think I'm going to, uh, I think I'm going to jump in a little bit here and just find out because the way I see the race being run and the way I see the winner the winning profile, I think the race that he ran in the Fountain of Youth, that's the style of race you're going to want here. So I'm looking for those types of horses. And to 20 to 1, probably going to be a little longer than 20 to 1, I think, I, I will use. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's a stalker. And I, I just keep getting now that we're moving outside in, in these in these better confines of the of the post. It, 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 it is a fascinating uh, deal to me. And um, it's – it's again so interesting to see who comes out, and then, like you said, those stalkers. Where do they end up uh, on the back, and, and how close are they? Is is obviously what it comes down to. Uh, the fourteen, Barber Road. Uh, is this the? Yeah, this is the first appearance uh, for the owner, trainer, and jockey. Correct. Yeah, yes. Yeah, he he can't win. He's someone that. I'll use him like for third and fourth and super effective and tries just because he's a dead closer. He's going to clunk up for, for pieces and maybe, maybe he gets there to hit the board. Uh, but, but, but that's just about it. The trainer doesn't do a whole lot in graded states races. He was easily beaten by the best horse that he's ever faced. Cyberknife. Uh, you mm. could have had him for $30,000 when he broke maiden back in October. So clearly they, I mean, they didn't have high hopes, but he's got the earnings Dead yeah. closer, and I'll use him for for third and fourth and super effective and tries, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it's uh, six fifty career earnings, eight starts, two wins, four seconds, one third. Uh, it's it's up there. I'm I'm sure uh, it's going to be one of those. Uh, there'll be multiple features on this horse on the lead up. I feel just with the story <laughs> of the uh, unfamiliar infamiliarity uh, of of the owner, trainer, and jockey. All right, the fifteen. White Abario, we've talked about it a ton, just mentioning uh, other horses because it's been all in all the races. Um, it's pro, I mean, I put his resume up against anybody. Third place in the Jockey Club Stakes behind uh, Smile Happy and Classic Causeway. It won the Florida Derby, correct? Yeah, he won the Florida Derby and won the Holy Bullies. 
Um, like, I, like I said, there, there are people that weren't wowed by, by either performance in the, in the, the, the times and the, and the final, the final for, for a long final eighth came back slow, mm-hmm. uh, but it's, it, it's hard to knock this horse. I mean, you could say it is, you, you, you could say, okay, his worst lifetime performance came in his only race away from Gulfstream, which is something that you were, you were talking about. All four of his uh, wins are at Gulfstream. Earlier. Uh, you you can you can say that he was uh, beaten by Smile Happy and Classic Causeway in, in in easy fashion, uh, but at the same time, his versatility is really good. And uh, since as a three year old in Safi Joseph's barn, uh, he is really blossomed. Uh, and, and the question is going to be: Has he made up six lanes on Smile Happy, and can he beat beat the likes of Zandon? Um, yeah, but. The way he won both of those races, the, the, where he draws, uh, the way he runs, he can be closer to the lead. He can come from further off. Like, it would not surprise me at all to see him win this race. He, really? He's, okay. He's someone that 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 I definitely think can win. Because, again, you're only looking for a little bit of racing luck. You're looking for one bad thing, potentially, from the favorite. He, he, he's one of the ones, which I, I think does surprise me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny what watching these races and just seeing it. Like he's right there with all of them in all those races, and you know, probably doesn't doesn't have the wins that Epicenter has, and that's what I was saying with the with the resume. But yeah, I, I thought the good word you used was uh, was versatility. I think uh, where it, where it, where it stands from that backstretch around those last two turns is is phenomenal, and it's been there. It's been right there with those horses there, and that's. Uh, I'm so, I don't want to mess Gaffleyon. That's the jockey, yeah, right? Tyler Gaffleyon. He was so, a he he was a jockey on War of Will a couple of years ago that nearly uh, got killed, but when Maximum Security came oh. over, nearly took War of Will out of the race. Got it. And I'm just looking at this. This is Gaffleyon's fifth uh, Derby. Yeah, no, so, no. He he's been in some big races. That, that okay. is not a that's not like a negative. It's not like Relo Gutierrez running in, in this one. No, you, there's. There, there's nothing, no shame in having Tyler Gaffleyoni on this map. All right, I gotta think you gotta have a lot of big races in Gold Street. Gotta think you gotta have the the, the fifteen in 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 your uh, in your multiple uh, horse bets, whether it's your exactters and tries and all that. Absolutely, he will, he will be in mind. All right, you mentioned it just now. Uh, impressive horse, the sixteen Cyberknife. Um, it speaks for itself. Uh, it was disqualified from a win. Yeah, his initial maiden win. Yes. Okay, that's right. Okay, uh, it won the Arkansas oh, Derby, which was a Churchill Downs, by the way. His first yes. Two of races were and tough. that's I like that. Uh, this is Florent Florent Giroux. It's Cox horse, and who has also won some big races, mm-hmm. uh, most notably on Gunrunner, who uh, is the sire of that's Cyber. What it is. I love Cyberknife. I had Cyberknife. I in knew the you were gonna. <laughs> I had Cyberknife in the Arkansas Derby, and I'm gonna have him Saturday. I'm not expecting anywhere close to twenty to one. Uh, the, the the races, yeah, no way. The races since the Blakers have come off have been have been great. Uh, his buyer speed figures are a little light. I think a lot of people will point out, and, and again, I think there are two ways you can look at it. I think you can look at it as saying a he just may not have the 99, 100 buyer uh, in here that's going to be necessary to compete and potentially win. 
Or you can say it's good. It's a good thing because he just hasn't reached the bottom yet. Uh, I don't think distance is going to be a question. I think it's just going to be a matter of a question uh, if he's good enough and Florence Giroux can work out a post, work out a trip from post 16. Like, like I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. So I know that this, this is a horse that people were like, how the hell does this horse have a chance? Or how can, how can, how can this horse win based on his previous races? I'm going to go look, just give you like the line by line, my thinking. Mm-hmm. As I as I look at his past performances to kind of give you an idea how I break past performances down, he won he won his maiden race at Churchill Downs and then got disqualified. Okay, good, good. And then he came back and ran a winning race in his second race, the maiden race at Churchill Downs. So he's got good form from as a two year old from Churchill Downs. He finally broke maiden at Fairgrounds, fifty cents on the dollar which is fine. Then his first race against winners is thrown into the Lacombe, a graded stakes race. They put blinkers on him um, in, in that race. First race versus winners is always a race that I expect a horse to regress. The blinkers won on. I don't know exactly why. Clearly, he didn't like the blinkers. Took the blinkers off and put him in an optional, an optional allowance race to get the confidence back, and he won easily. Then you throw him back into Stakes Company without the blinkers, with a comf- comfortable running style. Florent Drew gets him to relax, and he wins the Arkansas Derby easily. So, like, I, that's how I go through line by line, handicapping a horse like Cyberknife. And I, I think the, the, the bloodline's there. He's not going to have any issue getting the mile and a quarter. It's just going to be a question uh, as to if he's good enough. Remember when, uh, when Mandaloon finished second on the track last year and I didn't get paid out for the win, um, even 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 though Medina Spirit was DQ'd. Don't worry, that's it, only like twenty or thirty thousand dollars. I couldn't use that, but uh, he was twenty-seven to one in that race. So don't be afraid of uh, backing a Brad Brad Cox horse. That is a uh, massive price. All right, you heard it there. All in cyber knife. Bring the heat. We are skipping. 17 Classic Causeway. I have no idea what to make of that horse as I was reading through it. So happy. Tawny Port, the 18. Go. Yeah, he'll be the longest price of the three Brad Cox horses. Yeah. He'll also be the furthest back in the race. Um, he hasn't really been close against Epicenter or Zandon or Tis the Bomb. Um, he didn't need anything in the Lexington to get in this race. But again, we were talking about horses that will have no shot to hit the board. Tommy Port does not have no shot to hit the board. I mean, I, he, I don't think he can crack the exacta, but I wouldn't be shocked if this horse clunked up to finish third or fourth in the bottom runs of trifectas and superfectas. All right. I mean, yeah, five stars, three wins, one second. Really interested to see how that fits in right off that first turn out at the 18. The 19, you tossed out uh, Zozo's. And we talked about him because he is a factor in this race because he will make, he will ensure a fast pace up front, which will help that second flight of horses coming from just off the pace. Justifies the only horse to win the Kentucky Derby without making a start as a two-year-old since 1882. And, and that's what Zozos is. Is that correct? Yeah. Zozos did not make his debut until late January. Got it. Yeah. And I, and I think that's the, so, exactly 
identical situation, right? Three three lifetime starts, unraced as a uh, two year old. Yeah, that's that was my red flag on Zozos. But like I said, I I think it's going to be up there right off the get, seeing how it's outside and it's just going to go. Uh, Manny Franco's on Zozos. He came in second. Yeah, that was a really good race in With the Tis uh, the Law, right? In the uh, who uh, Zozos? Yeah, no, Zozos. No, Manny was on uh, Tis the Law. Oh, Manny Franco was on Tis the Law. Yes, in the derby. yeah, in the twenty derby. Yep. yep, very good. And then the twenty you're throwing out. Yep. So uh, old D Wayne still has a horse in there. Um, all right, let's he's get to the a, money. He's got, a, he's got a serious horse in the Oaks, by the way. Yes, we will get to that. Money-wise, your horses you'll be throwing in your wagering. I'm gonna I'm gonna key Cyberknife and Zandon in one spot in the try. And then I'm basically gonna use the other horses that I mentioned, uh, the ones that I didn't completely throw out in the other two spots. So it'll it'll be like charge it, tis yeah, it'll it'll, tis it'll, it'll, be, it'll, 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 it'll be those. Those eleven horses, with the the two horses with the with the other with the other horses, or actually it'll be what 13, 13 horses with two or thirteen horses for third, two horses for second, and then like Tawny Port, I'm not going to put to win. Uh, who else did I mention that can't can't win? But Barber Road is not going to win. Mm-hmm. So it'll be it'll be it'll be like eleven horses in the wind spot, with two horses with with Zandon and, and Cybernice with like thirteen horses for third. So that that that's what it'll be, like that that'll that that'll be my exact. And then if you want to just take the five horses I like the most to put them in an exacta, yeah, Ox, I would use Zandon, I would use Cyberknife, mm-hmm. I would use Taba. I would use Wider Barrio, and I would use Tis the Bomb. Those would be the five that I would box in the uh, in in the try. So that's uh, what nine, ten, twelve, fifteen, sixteen. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Hey, you know, I make it a six horse exact box and add the thirteen as well. And the thirteen cost me what thirty bucks for a buck. Yeah, six times thirteen. Five. Thirteen is simplification. Yeah. And I'm going to have a column up on ESPN.com as well. Yeah, you are. Like get it. What's the deadline on that? You better get that oh, in on time. I, 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 you're yeah, waiting you're it out. Kidding. Yeah, you're waiting it out. All right. If I actually, well, while I was sitting getting my, uh, my taking care of some car stuff this morning, I actually was able to get a good, uh, a good chunk of it done. And I went through and made a couple of picks in some of the undercard races as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm in a good spot here. You want to give those out on the undercard for Saturday? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to go into too much detail. No, just um, give us some winners. Yeah, we, we just want the winners. We don't care yeah. about the research you did. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Good for the for podcast length. People will appreciate exactly. Uh, on, on Thursday in the modesty, I like Bleecker Street. Uh, he'll be favored. So no real value there. He's undefeated. Uh, La Trianne, I like Pauline's Pearl. Uh, will be probably be a short price in the Ali Sheba. I think Max Player is vulnerable, so I think Weyburn could be a little bit of a price. Uh, I'm going to go with Weyburn in the Ali Sheba. Another price in the Edgewood, uh, Beechnut Trophy is, is who I like. I believe he, I believe uh, Beechnut Trophy was 10 to 1 on the morning line. Uh, in the Eight Bells, I like Gerrymander. If you look at the company, 
that this that this uh, filly has kept. Uh, she's uh, she's finished in front of Nest, who uh, is your favorite in the Kentucky Oaks. So I think that's someone to take a look at uh, in the turf sprint on Friday. I would take a look at the Learjet, who I believe is ten or twelve to one on the morning line. Nice inside draw there. Uh, Saturday, I'm, I'll, we're going to talk about the Oaks, so I'll leave my Oaks pick out of it for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday's the stakes race, uh, not a ton of prices, unfortunately. No, uh, the Distaff Turf uh, in Italian, it looks like the most likely winner to me. Uh, Pat De Mile, Major General, um, I think was someone who is worthy of consideration. Uh, the Derby City Distaff, I like Edgeway. American Turf, there was a horse that I liked at the price. Smoking Tea, uh, Shug McGee's horse. I think there's some things to uh, to like about that horse at a big number. Uh, Jackie's Warrior, odds on. And the Churchill Downs Handicap should win. And then the uh, the Turf Classic right before the uh, Kentucky Derby. I think Adamo is the, uh, not Adiamo, it's not your favorite restaurant in Vegas. At uh, Hamo is the horse that Chad Brown and, uh, and Mirror Mission, if you're looking for a, uh, for a long shot. Very good. Uh, let's move ahead to Friday with the Oaks. Um, guessing you will be there for that. I will. I will still stand on the grounds that I enjoy Friday. If you're going to Churchill Downs, I en- wear your pink. I enjoy Friday more than I did Saturday. I just think it's fantastic. The 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 idea of it all, and it's not amateur hour there there's there's Ooh. people there it is it, it it's buckle up time uh as, as some people will say knowing the clientele there that are that is there uh to win some cash and the the, the people that have done their work are getting there on friday to start doing work that's the way i put it so um let's go right to the oaks and and your and your thoughts on on the oaks i, I was a little surprised that nest was made morning line favorite me too. Uh, just, just, I mean, just based on, I guess, on the Ashland. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, he's, she is clearly can win the race, but is she that much better than Secret Oath, Echo Zulu, Kathleen O? I don't know. I like Secret Oath personally. I do too. Uh, I, know, I know. I know people don't That's like D. Wayne's. That's D. Yes. Wayne's horse. Yeah, I, I think people are a little, a little put off by the inside draw, mm-hmm. but. Her races, I, like again, you go through her past performances. Uh, throw the first race out. D. Wayne Lucas does not win first time out. Second race wins for fun at uh, three to one. Again, and then first win at Churchill Downs, by the way. Yep. Next race, right into Stakes Company. You're not going to win that race. Then comes back in an allowance at Oaklawn, crushes. Put her in a little handicap at stakes at, at Oaklawn, crushes. Throw her back into graded company at, at, at Oaklawn, crushes. Okay, let's try against the boys uh, at Oaklawn with Luis Contreras. And watch that race back and just look at how awful the trip was in that race. Mm-hmm. And she was only beaten three, uh, three lanes by three and a half lanes by Cyberknife. Now you're back in against, against Phillies. You've got Luis Saez. And you might get a little forgotten about on the board, being that you're six to one. Like I like her a lot in this race. I, I think she gets a great trip. Um, I, I think she works out a trip with Saez, 
and uh, it's six to one. I am absolutely on her. I would love to see Hidden Connection uh, run really well for my uh, for my guys, the Black Type Thoroughbreds. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, uh, she has Hidden Connection um, lost uh, Echo Zulu, right? Yes, lost Echo Zulu, but but lost by a nose at uh, Fairgrounds. She ran really well. I know they were very happy with that performance, and she uh, she won the Pocahontas here at Churchill Downs. So she's got some good uh, some some good races here in the past, obviously at uh, Churchill Downs. So I would love she's twenty to one in the morning line. I would love to see her. Yeah, uh, run well. I think nostalgic is someone that mm-hmm. you can maybe take a look at to to hit the board and run well. She's got a, a similar type running style from just off the pace that will probably uh, bode well here. I, I mean, I, I don't think she won the gazelle, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think you're going to get Echo Zulu or Yagiri. Just those, I think those two are going to duel each other into the ground and probably destroy all their chances. Can Kathleen O win the race? Uh, coming from as far back, feels like everybody's on Kathleen. O. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I, I, I think I think there's a really good chance she goes favorite in this race. Uh, I, again, she she was awesome mm-hmm. in Gulfstream, but I, I I just wonder if she's gonna be too far back. I look at uh, Goddess of Fire ran against Kathleen O in that Gulfstream uh, Park Oaks. I, I I like what I saw from Goddess of Fire there. And the other one I, I I think is you mentioned another twenty to one. I'll give you another one. Desert Dawn. Uh, I just think mm-hmm. there's a lot of capability and that price there. With with I, I think we're thinking the same lengths. Is is Kathleen O is going to go off? I think if there's if there's rain, uh, Kathleen O does have a win in the mud. So I think well, plenty of people be are rain. Gonna... What, 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 what? That's the only negative about Friday. Yeah, it's it's going to be nasty. So you're going to hear plenty of that. Um, it, it, it Kathleen O does have a. A win in the mud. So I think every, I mean, that I, I'm totally with you there as that going off as the favorite. But I would, uh, I look at uh, the one secret oath. I don't like being the one, but I do like the capability of the horse. So I'm going to go, uh, my try box in the Oaks will be one, five, nine. So you're getting secret oath, goddess of fire, and desert dawn and box that baby. And, uh, We'll root for the best in that. I like Goddess of Fire. I, yeah. I think there are some reasons to like her in this race. Like those, those, those last two stakes tries have been really, really good. I mean, she she was three to two against Kathleen O. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to get her fifteen to one, and Kathleen O is going to be five to two. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. The value the value there with with that and um, uh, Desert Dawn. I I think they've they've shown enough good to me. Um, and like I said, stakes are high. You, you want to see some capability out of your horse. I'm good with that. Just back to the Derby. I think my bombs will be, I'll have across the board just to have, I think the five smile happy, uh, will hopefully touch. And then the nine and the eight, and then I'm with you. I think a, a box with those six horses, the 10 Zandon, the 16 cyber knife, the 12 Taba. The 15 White Abario, the 9 Tis the Bomb, and 13 Simplification. Uh, I think it does come from that, and it's crazy to me. And all I had uh, circled uh, before doing this with you was where was was Messier and where was Epicenter. And I, I think it really does affect them. And I, I, I'm, a, I'm a, like I said, I'm a fan of Mo Donegal just from watching it. I, I really wish it wasn't in the one. But um, it's 
I think I'm with you. I don't I don't think I'm gonna have much on on Epicenter or Messier. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't see me having a, a whole lot of Messi at all. More uh, Epicenter, yes, uh, just because he did show that versatility mm-hmm. to be able to come from off the pace. Who do you think goes off as the favorite? Zandon will go off as Yeah, favorite. okay, all right. Yeah. I, agree with, I agree with you there. All right, that'll do it. Uh, like I said, the Bear will have an extended column. Uh, when's that going to go up, Thursday? I would think it'll be up Thursday. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Good. I would hope, I would hope Thursday. Good. I'll get, I'll get, I'll get it to him after we uh, finish this up and that way, we have, that way you have Thursday to, uh, to absorb and digest it. Yeah. Let's put some pressure on swink. Let's get the podcast out before the column and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. Oh, I, I, that, that is a lot. That's minus, <laughs> that's minus 10,000 right there. Very good. Uh, click the heck out of that column. Bear does a great job. No one does it, does it better. And uh, I'm fired up. You'll be there again. Um, but you were in Las Vegas. And I said, I, I watched way too much of the draft, but I, I love it. And it, it, it's because of you guys and, and watching you guys. But before the draft even started, I, I, I was watching and Mark, uh, Coach Freeman of Notre Dame and Coach Day of Ohio State, who we're huge fans of, were on the set with you. And the idea of their game week one came up. So uh, I, I had uh, Schwink cut this off, and I want to hear the uh, let the folks hear this, and we'll react on the back end. Chris Malik is with us. Bear, I know it's early. You got a little insight for these guys and what the line looks like for the Buckeyes and Fighting Hours? Uh, we, we do. Our friends at uh, Caesar Sportsbook have uh, – Open Ohio State is a 13-point favorite, so they, uh, they're they they're expecting uh, Coach Freeman's defense to have a little bit of trouble. So there's, there's some, some good bulleted board material. Play up the underdog roll right up the bat in your, uh, your trip back to Ohio State. Is a, I, I guess the odds makers here don't think control that, that Ohio State offense. Absolutely. I think they should widen it a little bit more. <laughs> hey, hey, Bear, Bear, these guys don't need any more motivation there, okay? Take it easy. The line's already. <laughs> Ryan, you're going to have you're gonna have some guys tonight before. I know you'll be ready to get ready for Notre Dame shortly. Well, you guys have certainly put together a great town. Looking forward to seeing your teams go out in the opening weekend, first full opening weekend of college. What was the line again? <laughs> make it bigger. Whatever it is, yeah, make it bigger. Bears said 13 and a half. Oh, make it 14. It'll go up by this game time. It'll go up. <laughs> Ryan, that's a that's – a, that's the price of all your no, success, man. I'm going to talk to He's over there to the shade if you can't find him. Just still yeah. to come on college yeah. game day. Thanks to these guys. You know, Bear, we don't have the visual effect of it, but seeing Coach Day's face. Oh, he was thrilled. Say, looking over at you saying, oh, yeah. I'm going to have to have a, wear, a word with the Bear. Um, you, you, awesome. you, you, the funny, though, we wanted the, a little funnier backstory. He, um, he comes into our green room before the show and this was thursday right i think thursday or friday i can't remember that was thursday it was it was was thursday yeah and i'm sitting there and he walks in and immediately gives me a hard time bear what are you over there watching keeneland and i (laughs) go yep and immediately show him that i am so yeah he gave me a night it was it was funny a total unintentional little jab because he knew i was watching keeneland but uh, he, he, he's the best, man. He is so he is. 
He's so he's good. So it was it, it, it was fun to give that little bit of information, and immediately he's gonna yeah, he'll he'll he's gonna love a summer of that. I was Ohio gonna say State, well, Ohio State's a fourteen point favorite over Notre Dame to to start the year as they break in a new receiving core and they got it. Don't worry, oh, they about do. It. They got it. Oh, they will. Do. You they guys, do. is it official yet? Will you guys be there? I would think so. Right. I, I mean, I, I have not been told to book travel yet. Okay. But uh, I, I would be, I would be shocked if that wasn't the the game day site and the ABC primetime game to start the year. I mean, to your city. Yeah, I. If it's not their reasons beyond our control. But I'd be I'd be surprised. Hopefully, Ohio will have a game. Uh, their all their gaming stuff going up up and all their app ga- uh, gaming sites up up and running by then too. That that would be right. nice uh, to go along for the trip. Did I, I tell you what I did? Did I tell you what I did the, the uh, last week too? By the way, because in Vegas you can't bet on DraftKings and FanDuel. Yeah, I know. So what what I wound up doing was I, I wound up. I went to dinner on Wednesday with uh, with Gil Alexander, his his girlfriend, and Joe Fortenbaugh. Okay, the Carbone, which was great. Oof. After after we were done, I went to the airport. I rented a car and drove the half hour to the Arizona border. Come on! To your city. Oh, absolutely. It was great. We all such an easy drive. Did McKenzie go with you? That's his no, no, specialty. No, no, no. He, I, I probably should have asked him. He, he probably would have. He would have. He would have driven so, you. It, it was great. So we drove, drove off. Walk, welcome to Arizona, Kingman Ferry Access Road, or wherever the heck the exit is. <laughs> I'm here. A mile over the border. Get off. Nice, wonderful. And this is like 10:35, 40 at night. So dark, nice little gravel area right off the side of the road, and truckers asleep in front of me. I just pull up, fire them up, fire away, fire away. How and do we I, do? We did well. Good. We did Good. well. Turn, turn back around, drop the car off at the Karen. Was back in back in the hotel by uh, by twelve fifteen. Two, two hours and fifteen minutes of door to door. That's that's making curfew in that city. It, I will it, tell it you. I was going to say the only the only thing that went bad for me was uh, Charles Cross not going uh, under seven and a half. But despite Got that, uh, Kay Walker being the first linebacker selected made my night. So sorry to Good. interrupt. Go for it. No, 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 no. I, I, yours is way more interesting than me because I've I said on a couple podcasts that I did. I I really. I didn't want to bet on the draft. Uh, you, you know, you're talking about you're being out there, you're wheeling and dealing, you're around the information, you know, you're diving in, uh, you're, you know, they're out, out there all week. You, you hear the chatter. I'm back here in Maryland. We still can't bet on the apps. And I wasn't about to drive over to Virginia and start firing. I just had zero interest in it. And I, I'm, I didn't place one wager on the draft. And I just felt like it's one of those things. I didn't really feel, I don't feel comfortable betting it. Because if I'm not involved in it, I it feels like everybody's way ahead of me. And the people that are saying this is going to happen, I feel like they're lying to you because they want the other thing to happen. And then the people that don't know what's happening are saying they 
they they know what's happening, but they're lying because they just want to be listened to. So it's it's just become and and knowing guys that are in the business and having friends, supposed friends, just lie to them in the days up to the thing is is just mind boggling to me because I don't want to have any money wagered on it. So I passed and I was completely good. I enjoyed the coverage of the draft. I enjoyed watching it. I love the event that it's become and we're good. Uh, it, I'm, I'm sure, uh, it was good to have it out in Vegas is next year already announced. Is that SoFi? Kansas city. How, 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 Oh, Kansas city. All right. How, how'd we do it with the, uh, with the heat out there? You're all right. Multiple shirt day. It was nice. It good. was not hot at all. That beer really park good. is no joke. I like that place. Well, the, that that was that set was hot. There the, 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 there was no canopy on the set, but the uh, but 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 the but the crew did a wonderful job for me and did a put a little screen over my head to keep the sun <laughs> from, dome. from 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 beating down on me. My man, my man Lou, he took care of me, which was great. Good. Uh, but once we got to the other set by the uh, by by the main draft stage. Like Thursday night, there was a great breeze. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful, and, and then Friday was a little warmer, but it was okay. How did uh, how did Chris Angel do with the lockbox? Got it. He did. I don't, I don't know how he gets it, but I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. If it's but he got the top three picks right, not in order. Yep. Wow, that eh, wasn't that hard. I don't know. By, by the way, speaking of which. Shout out to uh, to our to our guy Mitch Moss, hundred to one on Stingley to be the third pick, early. He said he's buying a jersey, a nice mint colored one. Yeah, he should. Yeah, he does pretty well with those deals. You listen to Mitch; uh, he's a good man. The hockey, how are you mm-hmm. handling the hockey with no Islanders? It's okay because the my my, my well, the Penguins are in for my wife, so we watch that. Rooting uh, against so the I, Rangers, of course. Stayed up way too late last what night. What a game! What Stayed a game! Late, oh, it was, yeah, then, then after that, watched the uh, Calgary and, and and Dallas, which was another really entertaining game. While sweating the Dodgers. But by the way, why why are the Dodgers taking out Urias after like sixty five pitches? They love doing That's it. Unhittable, and, and then we're going to bring in Greaterall, who immediately becomes an arsonist. <laughs> So I had to sit there and unnecessarily sweat that. Yeah, Fortunately, they did. They did get me up, but I got I got to bed way too late last night. All right. Well, I don't I don't want to keep you any longer than you need to be. Big one for my Bruins tonight. This will be dated, but I know uh, bees. I know big one. I feel like I'll be giving them out on daily wager today. Oh, I'd probably lay the goal line too. There you probably go. Lay a goal and a half and get some plus money. Wheel them, wheel them all, put them in together. <laughs> Martian and Ben Bergeron and Pasternak all to score. Send it in. People happy in. down here. Rock the red caps. Big How about man. that? Yeah, I was just about to say I got, I got, I got, I got a nice Panthers ticket to win the cup and win the conference from before the season. What'd you get there? I got a twenty-four to one to win the cup and eleven fifty to win the East. The uh, the lightning aren't going to go this quietly, right? I can't, I can't think so. But to- Toronto's better than them. They are. T- Toronto's better, yes. But that was a butt whooping, man. Woo. Yeah, but yeah, you, you, you know, it's a, what you're going to see now, like in games like they'll they'll be an overreaction. 
to that. Like the, the world is going to be on uh, the avalanche on the goal line on Thursday night when that after the Avs won as easily as they did. I uh, Speaking of overreaction, I understand Embiid is hoping to play in game three and four. And if you like the Sixers, go ahead. But that overreaction, that series price now, plus 475 is crazy to me. It is. The Mavericks plus 425 is crazy to me. Um, the Celtics are back to minus 120 after getting that win last night. And the Warriors minus 350. I still think the Warriors are the pick in that series. I mean, last night, Clay and Steph combined five for 23 from three. That's not going to happen again. Now they're going no. home. And I just think as good as fun as Memphis is, they still have too many boneheaded plays when it counts. And I think that's going to cost them as, as these games to continue to be tight. Now, I have the Warriors before the series, so I'm not jumping back in. But I, 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 I'd feel, I feel confident. In the Warriors, uh, is, winning is Iguodala coming back? Because you'll, you'll, yeah, he's playing Saturday. Okay, so you lose been, Peyton and you get right. Iguodala back. Uh, that I'm glad I wanted to bring that up, but yeah. I, I just feel like you're now Clay doesn't look the same as he as he did a couple of years ago. Obviously, he's had some serious injuries, but I still think he's going to get enough open looks. And and Steph is Steph, and Poole is just incredible. So um, yeah, who saw that coming? By the way, whoo, what a job by them drafting him. Uh, how are you handling the Jets' optimism? It's the Jets, man. They, That's what I say about the Mets. The Jets. Like, like you've got to try really hard to screw up two top ten picks like that and say, okay, we're going to take the best, the, one of the one of the best two corners and, and one of the best two wide receivers. We're going to get them, and, and then oh by the way, we have a boatload of picks. Let's take the the best available pass right. Like, like like you've got to really try. To screw that up. Mm. Now it's a now it's a question of do they have a quarterback? Yeah, I also think they need Beckton. They need Beckton to prove his yeah, that's why I was a little surprised that they took Gardner instead of Aquanu. Yeah, Uh, because they have another they have a couple other guys coming off IR, I feel like, on the O line too, that I think are gonna help things a lot. But uh that division will be interesting. That's the thing. You've got the Dolphins to improve the Patriots, Patriots and the Bills. Correct. And they, they they could be improved and, and still be seven and ten. Yeah. What's their is their over under out? I haven't seen them up yeah, yet. Yeah, I haven't either. I, I think they wait until the actual schedule release. That's what yeah. next Thursday. Yeah. So I'm sure I'm sure there'll be a a, a big to do about that because what was what was the best NFL jersey you saw out there? Oh gosh. I mean, I'm sure you um, could make a top ten of it. I mean, there were there were a lot of Raiders ones, obviously. Yeah. There, there was a. Uh, I mean, I, I I had a Derek Brooks Tampa one. Nice. That, that that was a good one. Creamsicle. No. Okay. No, unfortunately. Yeah. Trying to trying to th- trying to think what else I uh, had seen out there. Chad Pennington. We had one of those. Oh, nice. Yeah. There was one of those. Gosh, I wish I would have been looking harder now. Because that's always one of my favorite things to do, is uh, is look for like ridiculous jerseys. <laughs> I know like, that's why. Yeah, Derek Derek Brooks and Chad Pennington were the two that I definitely remember. Yeah, a lot a lot of Max Crosby, obviously oh, yeah. from the Raiders. Fired in my uh, my next round of cross sports, by the way, at Circa. Oh yeah, yeah. Went and cashed my Scheffler ticket. Oh, nice. 
So I, I, I reinvested. So I got, uh, I got Liverpool and Man City to win Champions League in one leg. Okay. I've got Nadal, Alcaraz, and, and Tsitsipas to win the, the French Open. And then I got the NBA. I've got Bucks, Celtics, Suns, Warriors, Mavericks. And then in PGA, I went Rom, Camp Smith, Morikawa, Spieth, Kepka, Scheffler. Bingo. So I took that, 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 that killed about an hour and 45 minutes of my time on Friday night. <laughs> punching in 200 and punching in 210 parlay. Shout out to the staff at, at Circa, who was awesome. We had a lot of fun while, go, while going through those. It was, it was fun. Wells Fargo here in Potomac this weekend. I'll be headed over there. Good. And then, Good for you. And then next week, head out the old beautiful Tulsa. If anybody's got any word for me, PGA Southern Hills, I will be there. Bring it, bring, bring a towel. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting that feeling. But uh, you know what? I need, I need a little sweat come this time of year. My buddy, my, my, my buddy lives out there. I wonder if he's still in town. Okay. See, see, see what we got for you. Very good. Uh, people have been already sending uh, Van Pelt and I uh, casinos, but Scott's deal is I want a casino that will offer me a marker. I'm good for a marker. Give me a marker. So we're still looking for that. Um, but, uh, that'll do it. Uh, have a blast at the Derby. Like I said, Friday's the day. I, I just love that day. And hopefully next year we'll get back there. Um, anything else before we go? No, we're good. We, uh, right. I, I think we touched all the bases. Check out bears column. I can't say it enough on.com that way. I know I still have problems with it, with the names and the numbers and the horses, all the picks he will give you there. And Good luck to everybody. Saturday is going to be an awesome day. Starting off early with a big money against the Maroon. Bear, take us away. Less you bet, more you lose when you win. You can listen to follow the Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, don't miss more from Stanford Steve on ESPN Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt. And check out the Bear on College Game Day on ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.